on the program today, we have Grady County Emergency Management Director Dale Thompson. Dale, thanks for coming out and being on the show. Thanks, sir. Got a lot to talk about, uh, as always, when you're on the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, September especially, we're winding down the month. But it's still Emergency Preparedness Month on That's a national right. scale, I guess. It is. It is. So that just means, hey, you know, you got to be ready for <laughs> the inevitable because... At some point in some time, we've all been impacted in one way or another. And, with we'll, the, and we'll be impacted in the future, That's too. right. That's so right. We just never know be, when. And be prepared for <laughs> that's it. That's right. So. so a lot to do. And, uh, of course, just in general, um, it's just a good idea to be ready just in case. Sure, sure. Right? And mm-hmm. FEMA's got this uh, uh, ready campaign, this national ready campaign that they do every year. Uh, like we say in September and uh, you know they just want people to stay informed about the different types of emergencies that uh, you know could occur and how you would respond to them Uh, you know and make a family emergency plan which you need to do that year-round for whether it's a fire a tornado a flood or anything like that and have an emergency kit which is something we always prepare and preach on you know having one at home one in your car and then, you know, just kind of be involved and know what's going on in your community so you'll be prepared for uh, different kinds of emergencies. You know, we have emergencies here that we don't have in other parts of the country and vice versa. Right. Of course, we've all seen the devastation with uh, the hurricanes that have hit the, the Gulf Coast yes. over the last uh, month or so. And that season's still going on. It is uh, un- for- until November 1st mm-hmm. on hurricane mm-hmm. season. And, you know, it, it's, it is an odd year because, you know, we really haven't had any remnants of any of the hurricanes that's hit. You know, we kind of was hoping we might get a little moisture from this last one. But, again, it went northeast and back over Louisiana where they really didn't need the rain. Right. And it's been a pretty mild summer for Oklahoma. It has. Now, over the last six weeks. It's, it's been, been summertime. <laughs> it has been summertime. And, uh, and no rain. It's been very dry. And so... Uh, what is the wildfire danger that uh, we might be looking at here? Well, it, you know, you, September is usually the third wettest month of the year for us. And we're a little over three inches below normal where we really should be this time of, of the month. So, you know, even with the state fair going on, we have not had any rain. Mm-hmm. So well, We had that big cold front come through this week. And yeah, and that it, helped. It, it, you know, a little. Our, <laughs> and we're, we're back up. So, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know. We need that moisture to kind of help keep things dry or moisture in the ground somewhat to prolong uh, wildfires. We inevitably going to have wildfires, especially during the winter season, uh, when everything goes dormant and dries out. So if we don't get any moisture, which it doesn't look like we're going to get much moisture for the rest of the month and, you know, into October... Uh, it could make a dangerous wildfire season. We know when it comes wintertime. Right. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see and uh, see if Mother Nature has something else in store for us. Uh, um, we can do all the predicting that we want, <laughs> and the old farmer's almanac can come out with their forecast, and you just flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the old farmer's almanac, you know, they're pretty accurate they are, sometimes. They really so are. They really are. You know, they're, they're already calling we're going to have maybe a, a below normal temperature for mm-hmm. this season. Uh moisture kind of prediction the way i read it and everything gonna be about normal but uh, if we do have some 
you know, I just don't want another ice storm to end in October like we did yeah. last year. Yeah, we're about 30 days away from that, <laughs> that yeah. anniversary for sure. A lot of people still really recovering from that. So, mm-hmm. so that kind of gets us into, all right, so here it is. It's nice weather. You know, we're going to have uh, several weeks of still some, some really nice weather. Mm-hmm. But we know the cold weather is going to be coming yes. eventually. So uh, let's talk about a winter emergency preparedness kit for the home. Well, you know, just like you say, during all the seasons have have this. But as far mm-hmm. as wintertime, uh, you know, have your uh, furnace and stuff checked out, for one thing. That's on your checklist. Uh, have a good reputable service company, a trained service company come out, check your heater unit out, make sure there's not any CO2 emissions, uh, make sure it's working properly. Uh, if you have a generator, you know, go ahead and have it serviced. We got several places here in town that service them. Make sure they're running oh, that's properly. That's the portable generator. Portable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people are lucky enough to have a whole house generator, but you still need to, you know, have that serviced and looked at and make sure it's all up and ready to go. And businesses, uh, the radio station has a mm-hmm. generator. In case power goes out, we can yes. still be on the air. So, yes, and, and that's so, the way it is at our emergency operations yeah. center. We have a backup generator if the power goes out, and I have that serviced once a year. You know, doesn't matter whether we used it two hours or whether we used it twenty four hours or whatever. It's good to have it serviced so that way, you know, if you do have any problems, you'll catch it up front. Yeah, you want to get it taken. You got to be proactive. Uh, yes. in those cases, so. Uh, Fireplaces, wood-burning stoves, you know, make sure they're good and cleaned out real good. Uh, maybe hire a chimney sweep, you know, to come in and inspect. Uh, make sure you don't have any cracks anywhere and stuff so you don't, uh, you know, have an accidental house fire going on or smoke or carbon uh, monoxide or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, and have you blankets and stuff like that, you know. Uh, some people will, if, if a power goes out, some people will use oil lamps. Uh, instead of flashlights, you know, so make sure you have all the right stuff, you know, for that. Make sure you do have flashlights with good batteries in it. Uh, some people are on well water, you know, make sure you got some bottled water and your uh, other supplies put back. So in case you do lose power for, you know, several hours or several days, you got something that you can drink and have something to eat with. So, so what's the basic uh, rule of thumb as far as how much water... Per day, per person. Um, I think it's, I, I don't quote me on this, but I think, you know, you should be about three gallons per person per day uh, just to have on, on standby. Uh, I Don't quote me on that. It mm-hmm. could be a little bit more or could a little bit less on that. But, you know. It varies it, from family to family. It does. I'm it depends sure. on how big the family is. Uh, how the ages are, you know, because unfortunately a lot of people don't like to drink water. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, bottled water is fairly relevant, you know, to have around and everything. So we recommend people that, uh, you know, get you several cases of water and just store them in the house and everything. After wintertime's over with, rotate them out, you know, for spring and stuff. But uh, yeah, It's uh, got a pretty long shelf life for the most does, part. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, it, it, keep an eye on the weather. Listen to the radio station, the TV stations, our social media informational pages. Uh, you know, if, if there's a winter storm coming, you know, you're going to know about it several days in advance. It's kind of like it is with severe weather. You know, we look at forecasts and and things, you know, on Monday or something and say, you know, Friday's liable to be a bad day. Same way with winter, you know. There could be a severe 
uh, winter storm coming in. So, you know, everybody do the old Brahms at it. Everybody run to the store right. and get everything right. you need. Buy all the bread and milk at us. That's right. <laughs> you know, get your essentials, you know. Right. Stock up on stuff so that way, you know, if we do have inclement weather, you don't have to get out because we, wintertime, like always, we don't recommend people get out unless it's an emergency or you absolutely have to. Right. As far as uh, non-perishable foods. Sure. Um, Can, canned know. goods. Mm-hmm. You know, anything anything that's non-perishable. Uh, I'm, I know a lot of people that have uh, uh, got the disaster supply kits that has uh, freeze-dried food. And that Never is thought getting, about that. getting to be real popular. Uh, uh, we actually have some at our emergency operations center. We have it's several, like astronaut food almost. Yeah, and it? believe yeah. it or not, yeah. it's pretty good. It really is. <laughs> really, uh, okay. we have some at our yeah. emergency operations center. If we're if we're on you know on twenty four hour rotation mm-hmm. or something, we've got. Uh, several boxes and you can get that at the local hardware stores or whatever or i don't know whether we have i've never looked in to see if we have it here in town Uh, you can get online Mm. and order them Um, they call them survival uh, meals preparedness meals you know or anything Mm. like that Uh, uh, like the ones we have over there all we need is water and you know that uh, mres almost aren't they kind of like an mre in a way Um, but uh you know, a lot of people were starting to do that now because they have a. Sh- some of these things have shelf lives of twenty years, if they're freeze dried. MREs have a shorter shelf life, but you know you can buy them online too. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of people do that, and like I say, keep them in a cool, dry place, and they'll last for years. And that way, you have an emergency food supply if you have to. Right. The, a lot of uh, some of the uh, ready to eat foods nowadays coming with pop top. Pop tops. Yep. You don't need a can opener, but yeah. have a manual can opener. Uh, it's on standby. And uh, and be sure you know that that's something we need to have taught in school. Yes. How to use manual operated things like a can opener, yes. a knife, or mm-hmm. something. You know that we all used in the Boy Scouts and and uh, growing up and stuff. You know, I didn't. We didn't have an electric can opener. Right. So and people need to realize that electricity goes out if you got canned food. And you got an auto can electric can opener. How are you gonna right. get it open? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just another thing you have to sit and plan things out. So you know, what if this happens? Right. Uh, just ask yourself, what if? Yes. And uh, make it a family deal. Yes. Uh, get the kids involved in this, and you know, they probably come up with some ideas that you know you might not think of. That's right. Uh, as an adult, because they've got needs that they're gonna have to. And so you know, ask the kids. Okay, what do you need? What are you gonna want if? You know, if we can't go out and, you know, we're going to be locked inside or whatever, I mean, your favorite teddy bear or, you yeah, know, and, extra and batteries for your video games or yeah, whatever. Or, I was going to say, think yeah. about it. You know, electricity yeah. goes out. Mm-hmm. What are the kids going to do? It, they're going to get bored real quick. Well, you know, you can get some flashlights. You can get some uh, oil lamps or something like that. You know, what about games? You you have any games around the house that you can play with the kids? Yeah. You know, to keep them Old occupied. Old game, like, the, like checkers or yeah, Yahtzee, something, something like that. Like yeah, that. Yahtzee. Mm-hmm. So, Farkle. You know, yeah. There so, you go. You, know, yeah. you have to keep them occupied, and it keeps mm-hmm. their, you know, you may be worried about what's going on outside and what's all this stuff, but, you know, they, they're going to look at you for guidance. So, you know, if you're keeping their mind active and keeping them on something, well, that keeps them calm. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, so, uh, you know, crayons, coloring books. Exactly. Uh, anything like that. So and, Cards. Card games, yeah. And, you know, people also need to take consideration. Be sure and remember the our 
older population. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't get around as good as some of us can and everything. And wintertime is really hard on them. So, uh, you know, and I know people in the summertime that, uh, you know, have their house so warm because they're cold. So remember your your older populations and everything. Be sure and check on them frequently and help them out and make sure they've got everything they need in case Especially with happens. the onset of a winter storm or yes. something like that. So, yes. And, and get with them now. Yeah. You know? That way they make mm-hmm. sure they have their medications, mm-hmm. you know, and they have food and water and stuff. They, they probably know what to do, but are they in the condition to – really help themselves out a lot you know right uh, make sure you have extra prescriptions yes uh, for if you or anybody else uh, need some yep need that You'd probably get some refills through your pharmacy i would think yep be sure so. to check with your doctor and pharmacy uh prescriptions food you know uh also fuel make sure your your vehicles are are filled up just in case we do lose power or something like that you got a full tank of gas uh, some people might, you know, now we have, everybody's got cell phones nowadays. Some people need to look into maybe buying some of these portable, uh, battery packs that, uh, you can have, you can get them real expensive on Amazon or anything like that. And it's a, a battery pack that you keep charged up all the time. And if the electricity goes out and your phone runs out, you can plug it into that battery pack and charge it up. So, and you know, you can think about that with the kids. A lot of kids have electronic, uh, Stuff like you talk about, mm-hmm. games and stuff, you know. Uh, and battery packs, you know, can run an iPad or something like that for a while, keep kids occupied. So, you know, that's something to think about. All right, let's talk about uh, being on the road and yes. what you need to put in your your car or truck out there uh, just in case you happen to run off the road and get stuck. And <laughs> it, it happens more often than we'd like to know, like it, to know about, but it does. Uh, again, like your cell phone. Anytime you're going to travel somewhere, make sure your cell phone's fully charged. Make sure you have a charging capability in your car. Uh, you know, let people know where you're going, you know, when you're leaving and everything like that. So, God forbid, something does happen. You're in an accident. You get off the side of the road or something like that. You know, somebody will kind of know where to go look for you. Uh, always carry a blanket or two in the car, you know. Uh some, At least. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. some bottled water, maybe just some snacks or something like that, a flashlight, a good flashlight. Make sure you got uh, good batteries in it. Uh, if your car's, you know, you have to run you run your battery down or something, maybe a, uh, a radio of some kind, you know, if you don't have one on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. That's another good place to put one of those battery packs, you know, keep it charged up, keep it in your car in case something like that happens. Uh, Bag of kitty litter, you know, helps you with traction. You know, maybe a real small uh, expandable shovel that you could put in in case you have to try to, you know, dig yourself mm-hmm. out or something. So, um, you know, there's lots of stuff. You know, people can also go to uh, FEMA.gov and look on their preparedness page and stuff like that, and they'll have uh, a list. If you want to print out a list of things you need for your car, or for your home, your business, you know, businesses need emergency plans too you know, and stuff. So it's just, uh, you know, do the preparation now So and hope that you don't need it. But if you do, at least, you know, try to cover everything you can think of. Right. What about some type of orange flag or something to put on your car? Or uh, they, they, to, they do make yeah. um, some flags that you can get uh, uh, online that uh, you can maybe get your window down a little bit or put on top. It says SOS or help or something like that. If we have one of those big 
snowstorms like we can have around here, you know, and you do get off on the side of the road, you could put one of them, you know, they have some of them are magnetic, you know, you might have to get some of the snow off the top of the car or something, but uh, uh, it's got a little flag that sticks up that says help, need help or something, or call for help. Uh, they're real inexpensive. You could do something like that. Like I say, the key thing is to let people know when you're leaving and where you're going right. and what if route you're, you're going to take. If you're going on a long trip or so, if, even if it's maybe just uh, from home from work or whatever. Yeah. but uh, Well, we, uh, we had a lady out here north northwest of town uh, back in the storm, I think it was 2009, you know, where the east-west roads were almost impassable. And a lady decided she needed to go to Walmart, <laughs> uh, didn't go ahead of time. And she tried to go to Walmart and she ended up getting stuck on one of her county roads uh when two vehicles tried to pass there wasn't enough room she ended up getting stuck and it was right in the middle of this snowstorm thank gosh she had a cell phone she was able to call 911 and between the county and the fire department and the sheriff's office they were able to get her out which you know i mean you got to think about it you know when it's snowing outside unless it's an emergency you don't need to get out but you know, stuff like that happens. So, you know, thank, thankfully she had a mm-hmm. phone and it was charged and she was able to tell them approximately where they were at. But, uh, you know, we generally don't have a large amount of snow. We generally don't have uh, a lot amount of ice. But, you know, last year it's we always, had the ice storm mm-hmm. in October. We had the heavy snow in February. So it's possible. And, you know, who, who knows what will happen. Right. Uh, let's talk about propane heaters, and is there much difference between those and natural gas or anything like that? Or uh, it, it depends on, on what they're rated for. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get uh, natural gas and propane heaters that you can run uh, inside that have the 99.9% efficient flame and stuff on it. Uh, we still recommend that you know you have plenty of area and ventilation and stuff like that to work them on. I mean, it is a gas. You need to have a carbon monoxide detector uh, in your house. If you have any natural gas appliance or any propane appliance, you know, hot water tank, uh, stove, oven, anything like that, if you have either one of those type, you need to have a good working uh, carbon monoxide detector as well as your smoke detectors. Uh, it is time to uh, change those batteries here pretty quick. Yes. So if you yes. haven't done that, so you know, get them, get them. If they are the kind that needs that, uh, you know, ones that they sell nowadays have like a ten-year uh, battery in them. So you know, look at your smoke detector and see if it's one of those that have the ten-year battery. And test it. You should test them every month, you know, to make sure they work. So, and then you know, falls back to an escape plan. If you have a fire in your house, you know. Where's this fire going to be at? Where are you going to get out? Where are you going to meet up at? So, uh, preparedness goes yeah, a long way. That is <laughs> another topic uh, altogether. So, let's yep. focus on that a little bit uh, mm-hmm. because we see more house fires, I would guess, in wintertime mm-hmm. with uh, people heating their homes. So, um, yeah, wood, how about some helpful hints for wood planning escape, yeah. escape routes in your home? Uh, you know, most of the fires in the wintertime are due to wood burning stoves, fireplaces. Uh, candles, space heaters, candles that are put in the wrong places and everything, and then people go to bed and forget about them, or the, an animal knocks them over, or something like that. So, uh, 
the recommendation is if you, you know, when you're in your house, you close your doors to all your bedrooms, uh, you know, in case there's a fire in another part of the house that, you know, the smoke is, uh, is the, one of the most dangerous parts of it because you can be asleep and breathe in carbon monoxide and the smoke and you'll just never wake up. So, you know, it's recommended that you keep your doors shut, have a smoke detector in, in any living, any living quarters, bedroom, living room, anything and make sure they work because they you know we see them every year they save lives but uh you know if there is a fire or something like that you know especially teaching the kids which the local fire departments around the county have a good fire prevention program to show kids how to check a door to see if it's hot and get down stay low and all that but it's up to the parents and the kids and everything to do their emergency plan and say, okay, you know, I can't get out this way. I need to go out my window or I need to go out this door. Everybody needs to meet at a central location. So that way you can account for everybody. And, you know, hopefully one of the adults or, or even one of the kids, you know, will have a cell phone where they can call 911 for help. But, uh, uh, you know, that kind of falls back into planning. You know, if you if you have a house fire, do you have something else like an outbuilding, a safe room outside, a vehicle that might have some extra blankets or something in it if it's cold outside? So, uh, you know, need to think about that. Oh, good advice as uh, we are down finally in the fall months officially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the winter weather is on the way at some point somewhere. So just yeah. to, just uh, just – Take all those precautions that are necessary. Again, FEMA.gov, lots of great information there. And our social media page. Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, right. Mm -hmm. uh, Grady County Emergency Management on uh, Facebook. Uh, We do a lot of preparedness stuff. Uh, We've been doing stuff each month, uh, each week for this month and National Preparedness Month, uh, you know, giving people some ideas on what to do and stuff. But, uh, you know, again, we monitor the weather every day. And, you know, if we see something that's going to be coming up after our briefings that we have with the weather service, you know, we put it out there and say, hey, you know, you might be looking a couple, three days down the road, you know, and go get your supplies that you need and stuff like that. And fill your car up and everything and get ready. So we, we try to put out a lot of information on our social media page. Right. So your office recently expanded and uh, yeah. got a lot more room to work with. Uh yeah, much needed room. Yeah. Uh, we actually moved from the west end of the building to the east end of the building when the district attorney's office moved. And uh, we've actually got a secure emergency operations center now, which we'd never have had before. So I'm pretty proud of that. That's that's the informational place where if we do have an active big disaster going on, certain members of the community police, the fire, EMS, elected officials, public works, and everything can gather in this one room to make decisions, you know, in regarding to a particular incident. So, but, uh, yeah, much, much needed room, uh, training rooms and stuff like that. So um, commissioners have been real good to us in helping us out. They, I think they, they understand the need and the importance of emergency management. There's a lot of people, whether it be in city government, county government, or state government, or just general population that don't know what emergency management does. And, you know, we have to explain to them what it is, kind of like the federal version of FEMA at the county level. You know, we deal with just about anything. It's a large incident. Hazmat stuff. Hazmat, uh, 
man-made uh, disasters, mm-hmm. you know, uh, technical disasters, you know, floods, fires, earthquakes, you know. And, oh, by the way, uh, National Shakeout Month is in October, so okay. keep an eye on our— Earthquakes. Our, yeah, keep an eye on yeah. our social media page for uh, the great shakeout okay. that we do every year, so— and. We do have earthquakes here in Oklahoma, so <laughs> there's a bunch this past weekend. That's I noticed right. uh, they were like three point five or something like that, up but, around uh, uh, Alva or I something think like so. that. Yeah. So you know that's just one of the things that we try to prepare for. That's uh, we have a hazard mitigation plan, and we have to list everything uh, from tornadoes to floods. Everything we have to list them in order that affects us the most. And earthquake used to be at the very bottom mm-hmm. with tsunamis which I don't think we're going to have an issue with the tsunami around here, but it's still on the list. Right. So it's always at the bottom. But so was earthquake until here a few years ago. And right. that, believe it or not, that earthquake has moved over halfway up the list. Is that right? Wow. So uh, because it can really do, a, you know, a short earthquake can do a lot of damage pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Okay. So be looking for the, uh, the, is it the Great American Shakeout. Yeah. Okay. Great American Shakeout. Just look on our Facebook page okay. for more stuff right that's that's a that's an interactive drill you can do at home home and or it's your business and business and Mm -hmm. uh, school we uh we pass out the information and send it to all send it to all the superintendents around the county urging them to uh maybe identify especially with the k through uh eighth grade kids or the smaller kids you know because that's something it's kind of like the old days you know get under your desk Mm -hmm. and hang you know cover up hang on and uh, so we send that out, hoping that the schools will kind of get a teacher or, or some of the teachers involved in it. But businesses can do it, too. Uh, you can go to the Great American Shakeout page, and, you know, it'll give you all kinds of tips for anchoring stuff up that you normally wouldn't anchor up. But if you did have an earthquake, it could fall over and hurt somebody or cause a fire or something. So just another, another part of emergency That's management. Right. Talk about your staff a little bit. Because, uh, you know, you've grown a little bit over the years. You've been since with emergency management since it was created, wasn't it? Just about? <laughs> I feel like huh? it. Yeah. It'll be 24 years wow. in March. Okay. Uh, Amanda Wilkerson, she is my deputy director. She's been with me for, uh, she's been in emergency services for over 12 years. Uh, we just recently uh, acquired uh, a new employee, Rainbow Wilson, that uh, was employed with Chickasha Fire Department. Um She's got a little bit of emergency management background, too, working over there and everything, and we was lucky enough to hire her on. So uh, we've got three full-time staff now, and, you know, we do all of our emergency management planning stuff. You know, a lot of it is behind the scene. A lot of people don't see it, see what we do, because we updating plans, creating plans, and updating Mm-hmm. the different aspects of each of the plans and, and working stuff. with other all the disaster other. uh related uh groups yeah. salvation army is a big part of the uh, red cross what you guys do. red army. cross yeah yeah mm-hmm. we, so. we work real close with them they're in our emergency operation plan uh we work with uh, all the police fire ems dhs uh, you know different uh, non-profit or organizations non-governmental agencies and stuff like that so it's it takes up a, a lot of time and and there's a lot of work we're always got something different going on all the time you know so 
uh, we're getting ready for our uh, LEPC meeting that's uh, coming up uh, in October. That's Local our... Emergency Planning Committees, yes, right? Okay. Yes, we meet uh, once a quarter. Uh, we're This year we've been meeting at the fairgrounds, uh, at the community building. I don't have the date right now, but uh, it'll be on our Facebook page. Uh, we was hoping to get back to the tech center and uh, use their training rooms and seminars they had out there, but this uh, COVID deal is really... Uh, come back to, uh, with a little bit of a vengeance. So we're back to not being able to use certain facilities and everything because of the COVID rules. All right. Dale, thanks for your time today. We really appreciate it. Uh, check out Grady County Emergency Management on Facebook. And uh, thanks for being part of the program today. Dale Thompson, thank you. You bet.